1: All across the Gulf
2: South. It's 7 a.m.
1: Time to wake up on Catholic Community Media.
3: Good morning, you're listening to Wake Up on this beautiful Tuesday morning. You are tuning your heart to the truth. I'm Gabby Smith. Along with Damien Clauto and David Dawson, hey guys,
4: happy Tuesday. Hey, hey, happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday to you. And it feels like a Tuesday. Oh, it does? Unlike last week. You know, uh-huh. we were a day off all night. All right. So, all oh, but this yeah. actually feels like a Tuesday. It well, is kind
5: of nice. It is. Yeah. It is nice. It does. It's also the feast day of the most holy name of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and uh, which uh, was actually uh, instituted back in 1513. That's how long it's oh. been. Gosh celebrated all right okay and so we're gonna offer up a prayer to our lady in the name of the father son holy spirit amen O almighty god who beholds your servants earnestly desiring to place themselves under the shadow of the name and protection of the most holy virgin mary grant we beseech you that by her charitable intercession we may be delivered from all evil on earth and may arrive at everlasting joys in heaven Through Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
3: Amen. Most holy name of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Pray for us. We will learn more about our our Saint of the Day later on in today's show. But we are starting off with some events in our listening area. We will give you details about at 10 after. Shout out to Immaculate Conception Church in Denham Springs. They sent over a lot of events yesterday. So you can find all of those at our website at ccmedia.live. In 18 minutes, Claire Willis joins us. She is the assistant to the superintendent of Catholic schools in the Diocese of Baton Rouge. She'll be giving us a Catholic schools update. In 35 minutes, Danny Fitzpatrick joins us. He's a Catholic artist with Joie de Vivre. And we'll be talking about the upcoming fall issue of Joie de Vivre from the St. Louis Ninth Art Society. So looking forward to hearing from Danny and in 48 minutes, Matt Estrada joins us. He's a founder of Catholic Aging with the Peace with Dementia Rosary, and always looking forward to speaking with Matt today. He has some wonderful insights, and we always learn something new. And have that discussion on caregiving for our loved ones who are suffering from dementia and uh, Alzheimer's, and in caring for them. So we'll talking about we'll be talking to him about all of that. So looking forward to today's. Guests and their topics, and Damien looking forward to your weather report. Are you, really? Are you really? I am really actually. No, looking I am. Forward to
5: it? Okay, well,
3: good. I am. It's a beautiful sunrise. <laughs> Let's start our yeah, day with that.
5: that right. it, it is a it beauty out there, and in honor of Mary, our mother. She's going to bless us with some pretty nice weather, a high today of 96, low 73, and only a slight chance of showers. There were some showers popping up along the Gulf Coast yesterday when we said uh, no rain, but that's always expected uh, this time of year. But inland, we probably won't see a whole lot of rain. Uh, Sunshine tomorrow as well with a high uh, tomorrow of only 91. And then the following day on Thursday, the high is only going to be 89. So temperatures are starting to head toward the fall temperatures, which is nice. And winds right now out of the north-northwest at only about 5 to 10 miles an hour. Uh, Tomorrow a 15% chance of rain. Today it's less than 5%. Temperatures in and around the area 73 degrees in Covington as well as home in Thibodeau. New Orleans already 80 degrees though Uh but it won't get too much hotter than that hopefully when when we say a high of 96 over in Biloxi it's 77 and in Baton Rouge it's room temperature 72 (laughs) so there you go it's also five after the hour we have your gospel and reflection coming your way as well as some events you're going to pay attention to on this Tuesday morning wake up
2: Today's Gospel is taken from Luke chapter 6. Jesus departed to the mountain to pray, and he spent the night in prayer to God. When day came, he called his disciples to himself, and from them he chose twelve, whom he also named apostles, Simon, whom he named Peter and his brother Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon, who was called a zealot, and Judas, the son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. And he came down with them and stood on a stretch of level ground. A great crowd of his disciples and a large number of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and the coastal region of Tyre and Sidon came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And even those who were tormented by unclean spirits were cured. Everyone in the crowd sought to touch him, because power came forth from him and healed them all. We've heard the gospel, and now we reflect.
6: Today's gospel recalls the apostles' vocation call. As Jesus does before all the important events in his life, he begins with prayer. It is insightful to recall that he spent the whole night in prayer. St. Ambrose reflected, The Lord prays not to ask things for himself, but to, to see on our behalf. For although the Father has put everything into the hands of the Son, still the Son, in order to behave in accordance with his conditions as a man, Considers it appropriate to implore the Father for our sake, for he is our advocate. Well, what of our vocation call? Most of us are called to be spouses and parents. Some are called to become priests and religious. And even within these varied vocations, the activities of our lives are often quite different from one another. Nevertheless, there is one overriding vocation that we all have in common. It is a summon by Jesus that he gives us in just six words, be converted and accept the gospel, which can be reduced to just three words, become a saint. To the degree that does or does not happen, our life then is a success or a failure. In his perspective, little book, Saints, A Closer Look, Father Thomas Dubé makes a number of insightful observations. The saints have an intensity of a personal relationship with God because they are head over heels in love with God. Their great love then crowds out egocentrism. Father Dubé also gives us a few basic questions we can ask ourselves to evaluate our commitment to love like the saints. Number one. What do I choose to do with my free time? Watch television or talk to God? Am I even willing to pray the rosary daily? Number two, what do I like to talk about when there is someone to listen? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And three, finally, am I seriously trying to get rid of my venial sins? Have a wonderful day. This is Jimmy Sagers. Thank you, Jimmy, and
5: thank you, Father Chris, for the gospel and gospel reflection. It is 11 after the hour on Wake Up this Tuesday morning, September 12th, and it's time to share with you some events that are taking place. In and around our listening area one in particular saint rita's catholic church in uptown new orleans they're going to be having their praise and worship service tomorrow evening beginning at six o'clock confession will be held as well that'll be from actually five to seven and if you'd like more details just go to our website at ccmedia.live
4: most holy trinity parish in pat crest in the past Christiane, mississippi wow that was all coming out at once is having their annual <laughs> rummage sale september 15th through the 17th from 8 a.m to 2 p.m each day so go to the website or go to their website go to our website for more information cc radio live mm-hmm. and go get you some nice stuff there's some there's some treasures out there
3: yes and get there early if you want the good stuff get there early
4: yeah so. exactly
3: i love a good rummage sale And we've gotten good stuff because we got there early. Go get me a Weber barbecue,
4: Gabby.
3: (laughs) At Echo and Lake Charles, married couples will come together for the weekend of November 10th through the 12th to dive into St. John Paul II's Theology of the Body, all while growing in their own relationship and in authentic community with other couples. The retreat will offer dynamic talks, discussions, and quality time with your spouse. Uh, The cost is $500. There will be silent prayer, art, music, and opportunities for the sacraments. And the cost does include food and accommodations and all retreat materials. You can go to ccmedia.live for details.
5: As we all know, a family that prays together stays together. Well, here's an opportunity for you to sign up for a retreat entitled A Family That Prays. This is Unique Family Weekend Getaway. It's intended for married couples and their children between the ages of 7 and 17, and it'll take place October 14th and 15th at the beautiful St. Joseph Abbey. Yeah, couples will enjoy their stay at the Abbey Retreat Center, while the teens and youth are going to hang out in the lodge and cabins at Camp Abbey. Kind of cool yeah. there's no cost the suggested donation for each family is only a hundred dollars and that's for a two-day family retreat so it's very affordable uh, but if you can't afford it and you still want to go they're taking all comers so sign up today before everything gets filled up and go to ccmedia.live to get more details
4: we've done that it's really cool Lisa and I have done that. Oh, yeah. And, and I, the yeah. kids were in the uh, cabin? Yeah. 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 A lot of fun. Good. Cool. Um, the NOLA Catholic Youth Conference is coming up on September the 30th, so save the date. The conference will be from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. at Jesuit High School in New Orleans. This year's theme, this year's theme is Stir to Flame, and the guest speakers are Father Josh Johnson. Boy, you're going to have a flame there. And Father Ajani Gibson and Archbishop Gregory Amond. So, for more information, go to the Archdiocesan website or ccmedia.live.
3: Yes, and a young women retreat entitled Come to the Water will be held on September 22nd to the 24th at the Shrine of Our Lady of Hope in Chattawa, Mississippi. This retreat is for women 21 and older, and during the three day event, you will hear talks from Father Josh Johnson, Father Jerry Daniel, Father Ruben Dykes, and Catholic speaker Casey Spreehe. The cost is $325, and for more information, you can go to CC Media. Dot .live.
5: And don't forget, you can still sign up and get your tickets for Catholic Man Night coming up November mm-hmm. 8th. That's going to be at White Oak Gardens here in Baton Rouge, it's a great evening, and it's only $125 per man, but it covers your food, your wine and beer, or whatever drinks you want as far as beverages go and soft drinks, and we have a live auction and a silent auction, it's just going to be plum fun for guys only, we're already halfway full, so sign up today.
0: This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for September 12th. Today we celebrate the Most Holy Name of Mary. As counterpart to the Feast of the Holy Name of Jesus, today's feast also has the possibility of uniting people easily divided on other matters. Devotion to Jesus through Mary has been central to our faith since the earliest days of the Church. But this specific feast spread from its beginnings in Spain in 1513 to include the Kingdom of Naples by 1671. Pope Innocent XI extended the feast to the entire Church in 1683 after the King of Poland entrusted himself to the Blessed Virgin in a successful confrontation with Muslim forces loyal to Muhammad IV. When we call upon the holy name of Mary, we are speaking to our Mother, confident in her protection and in her desire to comfort us in time of need. Mary always points us to God, reminding us of God's infinite goodness. She helps us to open our hearts to God's ways, wherever those may lead us. Honored as the Queen of Peace, Mary encourages us to cooperate with Jesus in building a peace based on justice, reflecting the fundamental human rights of all people. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day.
3: 19 past the hour, you are tuning your heart to the truth. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Damian Colado and David Dawson. Our first guest today is Claire Willis. Claire is the assistant to the superintendent of Catholic schools in the Diocese of Baton Rouge. Good morning, Claire, thanks for being with us today.
7: Good morning, it's always a pleasure.
3: Okay, Claire, we are in month two of back to school. <laughs> How is it going so far?
7: Yeah, well, you know, we really have been rocking and rolling. We're, we're already well into the halfway mark of the first nine weeks. So that means if you were to pop into any of our schools, you would see full-blown um, learning happening, um, classes gearing up, kids taking tests and, and getting ready to show off what they know, but also our you know, activity and um, clubs and enrichment classes and sports programs are up and running as well. And so, um, yes, it's just a really rich school life that's already been dived right in now that we've made it through Labor Day weekend. And we're uh, rolling into this full fourth fall <laughs> semester.
3: Yes, Yes, and you make a great point. Now is a time that clubs are starting, sports practices are happening, games are about to start. So let's talk about that. Catholic schools and extracurricular activities.
7: Yes, yes. So, you know, one of the things that um, we talk about our vision for Catholic schools in our diocese, we, uh, you know, we're we're here to... um, Uh, to evangelize hearts first and foremost of course but then educating minds Mm -hmm. and encouraging talent um, and embracing the future those are our four kind of vision pillars and so um, that encouraging talent piece we've really been trying to further develop as um, you know we look at the long term what we're developing students for in the future and making sure that we are fully embracing the whole child and all of the gifts and talents that they bring and so in a lot of our, our schools, you're, you're seeing more robust um, like club and enrichment or elective class offerings, um, mm. in, especially in the STEM area. So, you know, kids yeah. are able to go into uh, STEM-based classes of learning coding and computers. They're learning, um, they've got some new innovation labs opening up at a couple of schools where kids are really getting to create and innovate. Um, we also obviously are seeing a kind of more traditional ones too, our art, Uh, visual arts and performing arts we've got band and choir in several of our schools including our um, elementary and middle schools during the day different kinds of music performances Um, and then sports athletics in fact we've got um, at the elementary level we've got our football season kicking off as well as our girls basketball season that's That's pretty well underway right now. So kids getting really a lot of chance to kind of develop who they authentically are in addition to learning your traditional academic subjects.
3: Claire, I love how a lot of schools are now and in, in implementing engineer activities, like you said, STEM, mm-hmm. which is science, technology, engineering, and math, robotics, coding, uh, computing, yeah. just different things to really get the the wheels and the gears turning. Uh, for those who are interested, because that is the future, um, and and these yeah. are the kids that will take on that those roles.
7: Well, and also, you know, we're trying to imagine preparing students for careers that really don't exist yet. <laughs> because the, mm-hmm. you know, the mm-hmm. nature of, um, the, you know, economy and industry is changing so much and so rapidly that by the time they exit college, there's going to be opportunities for them that are beyond what we can imagine right now. And so um, things like an innovation lab or a STEM class are going to encourage um, problem solving and creative thinking in um, and, and different ways, using different materials and, and avenues to solve problems. And that's really those skills that they'll be able to transfer in the future into, um, again, new career pathways that maybe don't exist just yet.
3: Amazing. Uh, Claire, you know, we're starting off, we're in the middle of the first nine weeks for many parents, yeah. the progress reports are either in the folder right. or they are about to be <laughs> in the folder. Um, right. So exactly right. what, 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 is, what are you most looking forward to this year? Uh, anything exciting that uh, you're, you're hearing about to, uh, within Catholic schools or, or something that you're really looking forward to, to giving to the children and what makes Catholic schools unique?
7: Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I know for me personally, I've got um, a couple of schools that are putting together either like musical uh, performances, so theater, um, that. that they'll be debuting this fall. And, and I'm really excited to get to go uh, see that. Um, in fact, we'll have to highlight some of that on our website so that people can know what to look for. Um, because I just I really think that there there's so much power in theater, even for kids who aren't actors or don't, aren't yes. are comfortable in front of people, because it promotes, you know, public speaking, it, it promotes confidence. Um, and, and even if you're part of the backstage crew, right, there's so much planning and organization and follow yes. through and, and learning how to be dependable. Um, that I'm just, uh, I'm really impressed with how our, our middle school aged students can take something to the stage and, and really, Go with it. It's just amazing, and so th- those are ones that I know I'm. I'm looking forward to getting to be a part of this this fall, particularly. Um, I'm also really excited our football program for our uh, Catholic Schools Athletic Association. We've added a few more schools back into the um, into the association maybe some of our smaller schools in um, the outlying parishes outside of East Baton Rouge Parish um, have created football teams that have joined the association this year and so we're we're getting to see more competition between Catholic schools um, which just helps students to realize that there's so many more students in our diocese that maybe they've not had a chance to encounter before because they're not in their home parish and so um, that's an exciting thing too.
3: uh, Claire, there are so many opportunities in Catholic schools, talent opportunities, extracurriculars, uh, classes uh, for parents who are interested, but they're not sure what to do as far as maybe tuition, the cost of that with the rising cost and everything else. Can they go to you guys for help and maybe figure out something to put their child in Catholic school?
7: Absolutely. So we actually have a number of avenues that we can help parents um, who are maybe thinking about sending their kids to Catholic schools, but have worried that, you know, finance was a barrier. Um, We we partner with a number of um, third party scholarship agencies that in some cases will pay all tuition, full tuition, if not most of it. Um, Those are some, some state. Uh, approved agencies that will provide that and we can help parents navigate that system. We also have assistance at the diocesan level for families, um, both new families and returning families to Catholic schools Um, to help just offset the cost of tuition. And many schools individually will have assistance options as well for their families. And so it's a number of avenues, but we've got um, a great deal of information on our website, um, csobr.org. We have a financial uh, tuition assistance um, page on our website uh, that talks a little bit about those different organizations that we partner with as well as what people can do if they're interested in applying for tuition assistance. We don't open that application until, um, most of those applications don't open until the spring, but parents who are interested can start exploring schools that they're interested in as our fall open houses will start to take place, um, typically in October and November, so they can start being on the lookout for those.
3: Wonderful. Claire, you know, one of the things, and I hope I don't throw this curveball at you, but something that I think a lot of parents and maybe the majority of parents really do think about is school safety, uh, whether private, public, charter. Um, How is the Diocese of Baton Rouge keeping our children safe as we drop them off every morning?
7: Yeah, so absolutely. So um, our our diocese as a whole put together a fairly comprehensive um, crisis response and management plan um, that articulates both like preventive safety as well as um, what to do in the in the event of a crisis and so all of our schools do extensive training with their faculty and staff and then inform their parents and students through drills about how they ensure safety on our campuses Um, we're very fortunate almost all of our schools have single points of entry um, really uh, tight security protocols regarding like visitors and um and how they handle, you know, people coming in and out, Mm -hmm. carpool and such. Um, But we also have an expert in our community um, who is a principal at one of our Catholic schools. She's actually published several um, books on the subject, uh, crisis response in schools. And so we're very fortunate to have her expertise lent to helping each school kind of create their safety plan. And so, yes, most of our, our schools, we've been very fortunate we haven't had to deal with major crises, but they're very safe, safe community. That's a, that's a high priority for our schools and for our, our administrators.
3: Well, that's very good to hear. Where can we go, Claire, to find out more information on Catholic schools and reach out to you maybe for scholarship opportunities or find the right Catholic school for our child and family?
7: We have all of that information on our um, Catholic schools office website. That again, that, that's csobr.org. Um, that stands for Catholic Schools Office of Baton Rouge, C-S-O-B-R.
3: Claire Willis, Assistant to the Superintendent of Catholic Schools, thank you so much for joining us today and looking forward to your updates. Have a wonderful Tuesday, Claire. Thank you.
7: Thanks. Thank to y'all. Have a great one.
3: Oh, man, and, and pray for our teachers as well. We have some oh, wonderful yes. teachers in the Diocese of Baton Rouge uh, who are teaching our children and keeping them safe and taking care of them and just forming them into wonderful people during the day. So I, I absolutely love this, and I love hearing updates from Claire and the wonderful extracurriculars oh, that I, I Catholic tell you, schools and, offer.
4: And my wife is one of them that's in the trenches there with all the kids and everything. And you know, adjustment <laughs> is still going on. It's settling in, yes. but adjustment is still going on. So absolutely, do they need prayers?
3: Yes, especially the first week when they're rowdy from the summertime, now, yeah, you have to calm yeah. them down a little.
4: <laughs> yeah. No, no uh. you're, you're right. And, and just everybody's adjusting <laughs> to a new schedule. And then they had to yes. make adjustments to the schedule at school, too. I mean, th- th- this happens uh, uh, at, a, at a lot of schools, so, you know,
3: prayers, they need prayers. Yes. <laughs> Prayers. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Danny Fitzpatrick, Catholic artist with Joie de Vive, St. Louis and 9th Art Society a quarterly seasonal magazine will be giving us an update. It is half past the hour on Wake Up.
4: 35 past the hour. You're tuning your heart to the truth on Wake Up. I'm David Dawson along with Damian Collado and Gabby Smith. And right now we have Danny Pitts. uh, I don't know what's wrong with my mouth today, Damian. (laughs) Let me try this again. (laughs) Danny Fitzpatrick. He's a Catholic artist and we're going to talk about the fall issue of Joie de Vivre. It is a beautiful, beautiful publication that uh, I think everybody ought to have sitting on their coffee table. Good morning, Danny.
1: Good morning, David. Thank you so much for having me.
4: Oh, happy to have you here. Let's talk about this issue. It's not out yet, right?
1: Not just yet. It's very close to going to print, and then it'll be out soon, the next couple weeks here.
4: You know, and and what we can talk about, Danny, first, overall, some folks don't even know what we're talking about. Uh, Let's talk about the the publication first. Uh, It's just so nice to see something in print again, but it's it's something that could be Mm -hmm. viewed and read cover to cover, can't it?
1: Yes, yeah, so Joie de Vivre is a 32-page quarterly print journal of mm-hmm. art, culture, and letters for South Louisiana, and yeah, I think that print element is exactly something that we wanted to bring back, to put something that people could really hold in their hands and enjoy just kind of indulging in a, a luxurious reading and viewing experience.
4: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, we have so much rich culture down here, and it's it's great just to give people a chance to Kind of look at themselves in our pages, yeah, um, and read and see. Hey, that's my parish. Uh, that's my school. I know that artist. I know that writer. Right, um, and get a chance to kind of look at themselves.
4: And the articles themselves are about our culture. They're about our Catholic culture as well. And I think the part, Danny, that I like the most about it is, is I picked it up. I found myself absorbed in it. And then I get caught up and I'm reading it for a while and I realize, oh hey, I haven't had to scroll. I haven't had to uh, uh, cancel a pop-up. You know, it, it's yeah. just it's oh. just so for suddenly yes. I'm, I'm feeling even more peaceful. Yeah, I know Gabby's not buying that, but but <laughs> no, I just and sometimes Dave I also like asked paper. for
3: directions too. <laughs> yeah, that's true and I
4: unfold my map, but that's that's just me. I know <laughs> what
3: you mean though. So holding something physical in your hand does something differently.
4: It really really does. And and you have some beautiful beautiful artwork in here. Uh, from local artists. In fact, this next next issue is got Our Lady of Prompt Sucker on it. Talk about that.
1: That's right. Yeah. So we have a really wonderful painting by Jacob Zumo, who's mm-hmm. a Baton Rouge based artist and one of our St. Louis the Ninth Society uh, members. Um, yeah, and it's just this. It's this wonderful image of Our Lady of Prompt Sucker um, set against uh, like this bayou scenery with a with a moon overhead. Um, and in the issue, uh, Jacob has a really lovely reflection on. Uh, sort of what brought the painting about, uh, and a lot of the imagery and symbolism that he's employing in there uh, to kind of tell the story, um, not only of sort of Our Lady of Prompt Suckers many uh, times in which she's interceded for the people of our state, oh, yeah. but also the way that so many, so many souls and so many hearts are drawn to Our Lady, um, and so we want we want people to see that image and uh, and feel. Comfortable going to Our Lady uh, and to the Child Jesus in her arms.
4: Wow, wow! And then uh, I'm I'm going to go through some of these articles that you have here uh, uh, that are also accompanied with artwork. You do have one on loss and gain, a grief experience. You want to talk about that?
1: Yeah. So that's by so our Saint Louis the Ninth. Society President, uh, Jordan Haddad, who's a professor at Notre Dame Seminary. Uh Um, It's a a really poignant, piercing essay that he wrote uh, reflecting on the death of his mother about a year ago now. Um, And that piece is one that is very sort of programmatic for the issue in that so much of what we're doing in this issue, which deals with hurricanes, um, so many of the other Sort of disasters and tragedies that the people of our state have to face so regularly um, is nonetheless an occasion for us to be touched by the mercy and grace of Christ. Yeah. Um, and the, the article is just is really wonderful for, I think, giving a model of entering into that kind of suffering. Yeah. Um, and knowing that jesus's grace is not going to make it uh just magically vanish right uh but that'll sort of deepen our lives and broaden our souls
4: and this is something that touches everybody like i said these these articles and exactly. i mean this this is definitely the holy spirit working through y'all i mean because these articles this is going to touch somebody a, a, every one of them uh is is amazing now we're going to talk about you. Uh, this one, this one, I'm curious about the Acadian virtue of providence. And are we talking about the Cajun yeah. culture here? What is that about?
1: Yeah, so that's I, I really love that article and uh, Dr. Jennifer Morell, who wrote that. Oh yeah, um, has done some some other wonderful pieces for us on on the website before. Mm-hmm. Um, but she she spent a lot of time interviewing Cajuns, okay, um, and getting to know them and their lifestyles and their culture. And one of the things she found so remarkable about them is the way that they kind of take a way of looking at the world through a lens of God's providential care for his people um, and applying that to some of the very difficult practical situations that come about. Um, so there, there's some really great stories in there about like folks coming back after things like Hurricane Rita mm-hmm. um, and just assessing damage to their homes Um, And in the midst of assessing damage, be able to do things like enjoy some cherry ice cream. Um, And I I think any of us who have met uh, Cajuns uh, know this kind of experience of meeting someone who is able to go through uh, what seems like the worst sort of disaster and who nonetheless can look at it and say, well, you know, it's bad, but it's not that bad. Uh, And I'm still going to enjoy myself.
4: Yes, yes. No, you're absolutely right. I'm, I'm, I'm very familiar with that myself. And then you, then you have another one that uh, that I love, and it it talks about uh, Providence and Our Lady, and and Lady Poverty. I'm sorry. uh, And it's recovering from Hurricane Ida. Uh, Talk about it with with um, pictures of damage done and such. uh, But just well, anyway, talk about that article a little bit.
1: Yeah, another, so another wonderful uh, article there um, from uh, Father Antonio Ferruja, mm-hmm. um, who who writes at length, and we we're actually going to have a, a longer version of that article that'll come out on the website. Okay, um, but he gives this wonderful analysis of the way that dealing with the event of Hurricane Ida and the aftermath has taught him so much more about his own vocation as a Franciscan. Devoted to Lady Poverty, wow! Um, and suddenly having to rely on a whole new level on God's mercy and providence. Um, you know, he makes he makes the comments in there about you know, in the past he's been very comfortable asking someone for a sandwich, right? Um, but now to ask for the kind of gifts and donations that are needed to restore a parish, yes. to keep his parishioners wow. alive, completely really. rebuild.
4: That is yeah. amazing. Um,
1: I just what opened this parish. I guess on a sort of deeper level. Uh this is um uh, it's in uh Dulars.
4: Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, and oh man, it looks like that church definitely needs rebuilding. You know, yeah. I, I could go on article by article here. You have got uh you have have articles about uh the artwork in uh, Sacred Heart Parish in Baton Rouge, the the beautiful artwork yeah. there and uh and then um, uh, one on Hurricane Katrina from death to new life, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, the Lectio Divina of fiction. This is like I said, these, this, these publications you can get you can get lost in. And then an article on your cover art about by Jacob Zumo uh, about this beautiful, beautiful painting of Our Lady of Prompt Sucker. So uh, I want to get this right. publication. I want to get it sent to my house. Or oh, what do I do?
1: So the easiest way is just to go to jdvjournal.com. jdvjournal
4: J D V Journal. Okay, that's correct. Dot com.
1: And on the uh, on the very front page of the website, you'll see folks will see a button which just says subscribe. You just click there, and that'll take you to the subscription page. And we do offer, of course, uh, you know, you can order a, a single copy of an issue. You can order an annual subscription. Or if anybody wants to order a uh, like a bulk order for their parish, yeah, um, we do offer parish subscription rates as well.
4: Oh, that is good to know. That is great, Danny Fitzpatrick. Thank you so much for joining us, and uh, um, I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to reading your publication. Thank you so much, David. All right. God bless. God bless.
1: Very cool.
4: This is high quality uh, print. This yeah. is beautiful. This Sounds is, like the yes. hurricane issue. Yeah. Well, kind of, because they, yeah, you yeah, made because of the time of year. Yeah, the, well, plus Absolutely. the
5: various hurricanes that uh, the the uh, tragic yeah. hurricanes that they created
4: and, right. and the outcome and right. uh, how people uh, came back from You're going to be talking to Matt Estrada when we come back. I am. It's 48 past the hour on Wake Up.
5: it's a happy tuesday everyone welcome back to wake up september 12th damian colado gabby smith and david dawson and our guests now a regular here on wake up matt astrod founder of catholic aging with the peace with dementia rosary here to talk about maternal strain when it comes to caregiving for parents mm and what is meant by that is you know one time a a spouse may have to become the caregiver for the mom or dad or maybe even both in a family and boy it can be very stressful to say the least right matt good morning and welcome back to wake up
8: yeah good morning damien everybody yeah it can be very very stressful um we see this in um, support groups a lot where uh just as you described there's a married couple and then you know, one of the parents of, of either of them are now, you know, up in age, whether they have dementia or not, they're, they're having increased needs. So you see some, you see strain, you see this mm-hmm. marital strain between them um, for, for for many different um, reasons. It could be, you know, the, the si- it could be that the siblings of the caregiver are not helping out. So there's, that creates some strain because there's, you know, there's, it's not exactly fair. You might see some um, past, you know, some like some history of uh, maybe not a great relationship with the in law come into play where yeah. it's you know it's like you're going to you know take care of her that sort of thing so yeah all all sorts of um, as with all families lots of dynamics um, along the spectrum.
5: Oh, yeah, and it could be, I call it an emotional explosion because it just kind of pressurizes and build up the longer that caregiving goes if it's not addressed. And I know uh, with my wife and I, 20 years ago, we went through it with my parents, and I'm able to deal with it now that we're going through with it with her mother. Uh, My wife has become the caregiver to some degree with some with the siblings as well but but it, it's tough if you don't know uh if you've never experienced it before i guess and that's where you come in because you offer a lot of help and suggestions not only from your website but also the talks that you give and in the, and the uh sessions that you hold
8: yeah yeah so there's lots of um free information on the website there's a blog there's a podcast and, um, you know, a whole bunch of this. We're on social media. Um, and then, yes, yeah, so I'll, I'll, i sort of do help, help with, help facilitate family meetings or, you know, meet with caregivers individually, um, and try to help them figure and figure these things out and navigate. Um, in addition to that, uh, their support groups, those are extremely helpful because it's very likely that, so if you have a group, someone else in that group has, has gone through that, has navigated the, you know, the, the marital, uh, relationship while caregiving. So yeah, there's lots of things out there. So, you know, glad that we're able to shine a light on this specific topic today, because I bet there's people out there listening, you know, and, and just, just hearing that this is this happens, that this is um, uh, does occur, that they're not in a very, very neat situation, hopefully gives them some, some comfort that A, there are other people out there, and yes, it can be navigated. Uh, Matt, what
5: are some of the signs uh, caregiver stress that that couples can identify so the alert and the bells can go off and they can address it?
8: Yeah, thanks. If um, so, if 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 one spouse snaps at the other, you know, they're just because they are just they're not they're not getting sleep through their caregiving. They're not perhaps not getting sleep, or perhaps there are um, you know siblings that are not helping out that 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 should. Um, or maybe finances could be a stressor. so all these normal um, caregiver stresses they then are can can you know manifest in snapping at the other spouse who may be supportive, who may not be supportive, whatever the case is that's that's sort of a big red flag. It's a big alarm where it's like okay the caregiver should you know be reaching out um, and getting some getting some kind of assistance. So it does, they don't bring that stress home. Yeah. And now it, and, and like with most things, it may not be able to be eliminated, but it can be mitigated. It can be managed. Um, so that, because you, I mean, ultimately you, you know, you and your, you and your spouse are one flesh and you're not supposed to let other relationships outside, even caring for, caring for a parent. You don't want that to disrupt the, um, you know, the, the marital relationship, which is so important. So, it's, it could you know it's a conflict it's two important relationships but we got to uh, preserve and nurture the marriage at the same time
4: matt this is uh this is dave this is amazing that uh, what you guys are talking about is it's just i'm I'm realizing that we had gone through this my wife and I had gone through this and it caused my my wife was taking care of her mother a lot and mm-hmm. it caused it caused us a, a lot of surrendering a lot of giving up what uh, we would normally be doing because it it was mm-hmm. quite the the strain on the on our schedules and such, and and this is amazing when you talk about a care plan and such. For one thing, we just made the commitment to uh, serve. We just made the commitment to serve. And so it, it it took, on my part, because my wife was doing most of the work, but on, on, on the other end, other things have to be maintained and such. And I, I think the part that was... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I, such an eye opener is you're absolutely right. When you see things really getting on edge and everything, I had to learn to shut up, not give advice and just <laughs> listen, you know, and just let her unload on me. Yeah. And it would just be like, there you go. And she felt so much better, you know, but it, it, it's quite yeah. the stress. Yeah.
5: Yeah. you you got to be on the same page for sure. Yeah. Uh, Matt, you also uh, continue to conduct support groups for caregivers. Uh, you have one coming up, maybe a couple
8: yeah, so we have a, uh, we have a monthly support group for caregivers of, of, of aging, of dementia. So it's very, it's pretty broad. So it's not just dementia. So we have that caregiver support group at Mary Queen of Peace in Mandeville um, on the third Thursday of the month at six o'clock. And, um, you know, people can contact me to get more information or they can contact the church. And, um, and then we have, um, so it's a monthly support group and then, um, not tomorrow, but next Wednesday, the twentieth, I'll be in Lakeview. I'll be at St. Dominic, uh, giving a talk and doing a book signing at seven p m. Great.
5: yeah, in fact, the the topic yeah. is your Catholic faith has prepared you for the journey. Touch on that real quick.
8: yeah, so this this is the you know the crux of the of the ministry, I think is mm-hmm. uh, you know it, it, this I first started off in gerontology, not in Catholic gerontology and it was through that journey of meeting different different caregivers through support groups of like what does our catholic faith how does it come to bear and support us and help us in this not just right now you know while we're going through these challenges and bearing these crosses but what does that have to do with growing in virtue so that we use this this challenge this difficult time to you know, sort of purify ourselves so that we are able to enjoy the eternal reward with Jesus. So we it's, the, the presentation is going to bring in uh, information specifically about dementia, but also broadly about aging, and then I sort of intertwine our Catholic faith and how we go to the saints and how there are definitely, if you, if, you, if you stop and look around, there are so many resources that the Catholic Church and our faith offers to help us carry this cross and even grow from it.
5: Matt, we only have 20 seconds left, but I want you to hurry up and get in your new website or a sub to your website. For, uh, there's something for pastors if, if they want to get resources.
8: Yeah, so if there are pastors listening out there or people who are in lay ministry that serve the homebound, serve the aging, if you go to, to DementiaRosary.com slash engage, that's slash engage, you'll see information about how to, uh, how to bring me to your parish to give talks like I will be at St. Dominic. So this is, I know not everyone can make it on um, next Wednesday, but, you know, I'm available to come out and do parish talks. If, if somebody's listening from out of town, I can certainly do Zoom missions and, and all that kind of stuff to get the word out.
5: Mattistrade, thank you so much, my brother. We'll talk to you soon and uh, continue your ministry. You're doing God's work. Indeed. Oh, Thank you. God bless y'all. MattistradeDementiaRosary.com. All dementiarosary.com. alright Let's pray. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. My queen, my mother, I offer myself entirely to you. And to show my devotion to you, I offer you this day. My eyes, my ears, my mouth, my heart, my whole being without reserve. Wherefore, good mother, as I am your own, keep me, guard me as your property and possession. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen.
3: Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a wonderful Tuesday. God bless.
1: Wake Up is a production of Catholic Community Media.